1: a podcast that will help ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined.
0: Hey guys, it's Allison. (laughs) And I'm Doug. God, God, Oh, Hallie. (laughs) You do see the pressure though, right? In going second. I mean, yes, I do. The <laughs> immense crushing pressure of having to remember one's name never leaves the self. Say it out loud. <laughs> the existential despair of knowing oneself to be named. <laughs> well it does feel weird. It feels wrong. I it feels agree. weird.
1: That felt weird. Uh, that felt weird because this is a super special April Fool's bonus episode. Gotcha, of bitch. Ruined. Surprise. Maybe you
0: listen to essentially the same thing but different. <laughs> is yeah, that yeah. a
1: joke? <laughs> Prank. You've been pranked. Uh, So why don't we get into, just like any old episode, a normal episode, uh, and read a question from our mailbag. And this one is from John Z, who wrote, if the tables were turned and Allison were to explain the plot of a movie to Hallie, what would that genre be? And we're going to answer that for you today, though this is not a genre that I could, A, identify, or B, want to watch. (laughs) Um, Because we are going to talk about the... Movie, William, which I call Edward, whenever we talk about it. Yeah,
0: no we reason. talked about this early on and I always talked about if we ever did a, a switcheroo episode, Allison would have to spoil this one because it is so perverse seeming that the premise is so perverse. Yes. And yeah, I guess the subgenre I would describe it as sci-fi teen Melodrama? I don't... Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: But it's also, now that I've watched it, uh, a heavy-handed moralistic tale. Oh, no. Tale. <laughs> oh,
0: God. I'm so terrified. The movie, Please. Williams...
1: The reason that we are even talking about this movie that no one has heard of, <laughs> right. and, like, even the IMDb page, like, <laughs> the full cast isn't even listed. it like, probably has to so... be removed. They're like, sorry. I, I honestly think that people are like, do not associate me oh, with this boy. trash. Like, two years ago, Hallie sent me this trailer and was like, holy shit, this looks so bad. Why
0: is this so bad? Where did you find this trailer? How did you even come you across it? You know, I it? want to say it was it was on Deadline or something, some industry website, but like one of the sites that like literally will put anything up. You know what I mean? So it's not yes, just like, they're the, just like the the industry news trailers yeah. of the day. It's like something is coming out. I, we will post it. And at first I, I yes. was like, okay, that's an intriguing premise. And then as soon as I realized the tone was... Family drama coming of age. I don't want to spoil what it's about, but it's, uh, I was like, this is a what a perverse concept to try to make compelling and dramatic. Yes. And everybody should watch the trailer for this
1: um, before you listen just to get a sense of like what this movie looks like, the tone. The writing, Hallie. What did you think of the trailer? It's
0: awful. It's makes me so sad. It's just sort of like it's. It doesn't look bad. Like it's a good looking movie, and it's like somebody wrote this. People yeah, starved. People auditioned. People were like this is my big break, and you see it, and it is I, much like William himself. An abomination, is how I would describe. The yes. Trailer. <gasps> I hate it so much. Great and. How uh uncomfortable
1: does uh the
0: concept of divorce make Boy, I would say wildly. Not as not as uncomfortable <laughs> as um, you know, a what the film is uh, also about. I don't know. I guess like my parents aren't divorced and I hope never to be divorced. But also, I don't know, like, hey, you know, people get divorced, it seems fine. Like
1: yeah. more and more
0: I think this one is more complicated. Oh my god! <laughs> I th- that's so funny. I did not think that's what. I'm promise. sorry, I've
1: already spoiled something. Like, it's no. It just makes me more excited.
0: Um, I would say, yeah. In terms of de- regular divorce, I no, I feel fine about. Hey, what are you going to do? In terms of the divorce within yes. the context of this movie, I'm genuinely horrified that this is even <laughs> coming up as an issue.
1: Yes. Now, the reason that we are doing uh, William and that I had to watch this. Um, right now is because we just did Splice for our regular episode. So please go listen to Splice, uh, a great movie. And
0: I would say that William is the same yes, premise. unfortunately, it does seem to be. <laughs> as Splice, but a different oh, execution. <laughs> we essentially trying to take Splice, which is a chilling, grisly, gross morality tale about playing God, instead of being like, what if it's going to touch you right in the feels?
1: Right, what if it's about a oh. teenager? Um All right, well, I mean, I think now we will uh, get into
0: William. I can't, I'm very excited. (laughs) Uh,
1: We open on Untouched Wilderness. Lily pads, aerial shots of marshes, tall trees. And the camera ends up following kind of the wake of a fairy to show, like, we're in modern times, because it is shot, like, you're like, oh, are we going to (laughs) start back um, when Neanderthals were around? Because I would believe it, the prequel. (laughs) got this movie um you know we're following a fairy. i will say that for the many 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 flaws of this movie it is shot very nicely it is lush it's all takes place in the pacific northwest so everything is kind of green and blue tones there's water there's lots of like flora Uh,
0: I think that that just makes Uh, me matter it's somebody that you hired a cinematographer and and a camera people that really gave a good one gave their all and and this is what you made made them make i guess and the whole
1: movie is underscored uh just constantly by like kind of lightly dramatic but still gentle piano mm-hmm. music it's like i'm there so, just imagine that when you're you know hearing <laughs> what's going on you always reference the faults in our stars as like what this movie comes. That's what could it looks be. like. It's like,
0: wow, what about life though? You know? It's like, oh no. But what if also oh no. you're yeah. a creature? Also, oh
1: yes. I will say that I'm now now that I'm thinking about it. I think I keep calling it Edward because yeah, Twilight was set in the same place. And I have not seen that movie either. <laughs> so I think that these are the same. I would have rather watched Twilight, mm-hmm. let's be honest. So we're following the ferry, and in the window of the ferry, we see William, who is a, uh 18-year-old dressed like a tech mm-hmm. bro in, like, a Henley and, like, a Herschel backpack and, like, beats around his neck. Uh, but he has the heavy, furrowed brow and bulbous nose of a Neanderthal because that's what
0: oh he God. is.
1: <laughs> so we cut from a long montage of that. We cut to... In a university classroom and a professor at the front of the room with slides saying, this is a Neanderthal over, like, it's a projection of, like, a drawing of a Neanderthal. He says, kind of cute, huh? And everybody laughs. And he's like, he's a dumb brute, a grunting savage. Which I think is just a really weird tone to set because, like, I I, I haven't been in an anthropology class in a really long time, but, like, I don't really have an opinion of Newton I I couldn't
0: tell you if it's ever come up. I don't... I also don't... I don't (laughs) make a lot of judgments where it's like, listen, they did the best they could with what they had from what I know about them. I, I, I think, like, that's... Like, the whole movie
1: is very centered on, like, it's, of course this movie is going to talk about like what happens when someone oh, is God. different and like what are our preconceived judgments of them and i'm like i just don't think that anyone has any, like they act like everybody has this collective like right. judgment of neanderthals and i'm like i I just think they existed at a point in history.
0: Like, I'm not, I don't think that they're stupid. You know what this reminds <laughs> me of is that um, Netflix show Tall Girl. I have not heard of it. And then, But then, you, it's just about like the plight of a tall teenage girl. But then you find out in the show that she's like 6'1". Oh. And I'm not saying that's not tall for a teen girl, but like the way it's shot is like, she towers over everyone, even the men, or, or like the teenage boys. So I'm like, I went to high school like 6'1". I, I know people who were 6'1". Yeah, it's quite, it's tall, but if she, yeah. you'd have to make her 8 feet. So it's almost like... Why, instead of making up a completely new category of people who like to feel oppressed, why don't we allow people to make films about people who have actually experienced oppression as supposed to be like, wow, do you understand now we have to be kind because this caveman feels bad? It's like, fuck you. Please, go ahead. Sorry. I'm already too angry and it's too early. No, I know. You're going to get so much more angry.
1: (laughs) Um, The professor is, is Dr. Julian Reed, who is played by Waleed. Zuitar? I'm sure I'm saying his last name wrong, but he's, he's doing whatever he can with uh-huh. whatever they've given him. I will say, you know, everybody's kind of trying. Um, he's either an anthropology or a paleontology professor. They never really say, which I think is perfect. I'm like, what? They're just like, he's a researcher, professor, scientist. Oh it's like, say what he studies, but they don't. And he's just kind of, like, in his element teaching and he's, you know, talking about Neanderthals. And he clearly has, like, a weird soft spot for them in a way that doesn't make any sense. Uh, you know, and he he says, you know, he's like, any Sigma Chi's in the house today? And then, like, a group of frat bros is like, yeah, buddy! And it's like, that's not even... I did read Roger Ebert's uh, review of this movie, which I couldn't oh believe existed. And... Is it Roger Ebert? Now I'm like, wait, is well, he alive? And he's
0: passed now. But um, when did the, when, when did this movie come out? Oh, it's Roger Ebert, 2019. I feel bad so. that he lived long enough to see it. I guess this might have been
1: one of the last oh, movies. He poor
0: was. Roger. Oh, I hope no. He not had a great run. This doesn't color not. his his career. This is not. No, he um, did die he in 2013. Does, yes.
1: So if he saw this, if he, if he, okay, it's on. It's on. Roger oh, so Ebert.com. someone com. else so someone is else, doing
0: reviews. Someone
1: else wrote it, but it's on his... Okay, because I was like, wait a minute. Now that I'm saying that out loud, that man I is not I feel bad if
0: he was reanimated <laughs> for just one day and was forced to just watch re- and review William before going back to the Great Which Beyond. feels kind
1: of like the premise of William. Yeah. So all of the dialogue that's, like, written for children or teenagers in this movie is, like, so clearly written by, um, you know, like a 55-year-old white man, mm-hmm. um, and it all feels wrong, and it's... <laughs> Pretty uncomfortable to watch. Oh boy! So we're back at the lesson, and he kind of explains what Neanderthals are, which is great because I needed that lesson. If we're going to talk about them, like,
0: do you remember anything about early man studies that you did I in feel school? Feel like we interbred with them, Homo sapiens. I, I mean, I remember the furrowed brow, like mm-hmm. kind of he- bigger or heavier. Other than, I don't. Are they are they less evolved mentally? Is that what we're thinking? Or so I guess there's like. Theories about this. I also want to know,
1: like, how much research this movie yeah. did.
0: And also, Ugh. it's like, how do we? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff we know from anthropology, but I think a lot of stuff we probably have to take a big guess at in order to yeah, depict it's it like, in, a tele, in, a, in a movie or whatever. Yes. So, I guess like
1: Neanderthals lived like three or four thousand years ago, and they like lived. They cohabitated with modern humans, okay. and kind of the general theory. At least presented in this movie. I have no idea if this is correct. Uh, is that like human advanced culture and abilities drove Neanderthals to extinction because uh, okay, like we couldn't coexist, we outcompeted them, I guess. Yes, exactly. And then Doctor Reed says, "Makes perfect sense, right?" And I say, "It's completely wrong." Gasps, Gasps from the crowd. A man challenging our collective scientific view of history.
0: It's <gasps> <gasps> me reacting.
1: Um, and so I guess, like, human-like remains were discovered in Germany in, eight, in the 1800s, and that's what Neanderthals were—that's how Neanderthals were discovered, which is, like, the era of Darwin, but it's also the era of Francis Galton, who created eugenics, I guess, oh. um, who had a whole—you know, uh, we know that eugenics are are racist and terrible Two and not real way science. Way down No um, thanks eugenics. on eugenics, and that you could, like— tell how intelligent someone is by looking at them. Oh
0: yeah, like the cr-
1: studying their the, brain the caliber- or whatever. yeah, like oh, cranial size and stuff yeah. like that. So, he gets into the and I'm like, okay, so we're g- you know, clearly this movie is like we'd like to challenge eugenics and it's like no one is
0: on board with eugenics. I mean, I guess I mean un- I feel unfortunately, I feel like with the rise of neo-nazism, I feel like people are trying to pop off with any kind of old school <laughs> it's <true>. psychopathic <laughs> faux race science or
1: whatever. Um, you know, and he he unpacks what eugenics are, and he says, uh, Galton's theory was that white European males were the pinnacle of human development. Well, they are not. And he gets, like, applause, and I'm like, oh, this is, like, a bad comedy show where people are like, you know what? Black Lives Matter. And then, like, people <laughs> clap, and it's like, this is a comedy show, and I'm glad you agree with that, but, like, you have to start telling well, it's jokes. Like it's
0: like having a movie where it's, like someone's like, Black Lives Matter, and then, like, instead of exploring that as an idea or a topic, it's like, and here's a caveman. Yes. It's like, fuck <laughs> off. Yes.
1: It's so, it just, like... Again, this movie is extremely heavy-handed. His theory is that we didn't kill Neanderthals, that we... Interbred with them, and that our advanced the advancements that humans have made are because of Neanderthals. Which I'm like, uh, I think that that's also
0: wrong. <laughs> like, I, I mean, who knows? You know, you I, we'll I guess, never know. But are there? I guess we're close enough related to them that we could breed with them. is what you're saying?
1: Yeah, they're I, they're not I, a
0: different he, species, I suppose. No, he says that every human has between one
1: and four percent of Neanderthal genes.
0: Okay, I have heard that. I have, I, yeah, I, which I believe. So, like that,
1: I'm like, yeah, that's evidence to your theory. Like, I don't feel like you need to convince people yeah what an odd scene so as he's kind of like wrapping up his lecture a woman kind of like walks in and is standing in the wings like an adult woman not like a college student taking in what he's saying and he says that the university that they're at uh, is the only place on earth that has a preserved neanderthal corpse named william which is like the neanderthal that was discovered and it happens to be here at the fake Wallace University
0: I'm so filled with dread like literally rising dread in my chest as you say this
1: so I guess like his his, uh, mentor who is um, named Dr. Thomas who is played by Beth Grant um, the great comedic actress character actress um, she's Beverly in the Mindy Project which is how I always oh okay yes she's like great and she's not on the IMDB page for this (laughs) I mean listen get get paid. paid get out of there make sure the check clears so he's saying that like his boss discovered these remains and like this place is the only institution that has Neanderthal remains. And he asks, wouldn't it be great if someone could figure out how to use his DNA to clone a living Neanderthal?
0: And I guess. It's what like, do you would mean? it? Yeah, would it? Would it? Why? Like,
1: so at, he's at kind of a coffee, sh- a university like coffee shop slash wine bar uh, mm-hmm. after and the woman who was watching the lecture like comes over and she's in a t-shirt and the black slip dress over it to be like, it's... This is 20 years ago. <laughs> but, like, that <laughs> style was, like, the early 90s, which is wrong, the wrong time for the— Anyway, they're just Interesting. trying to imply, like, fashion mm-hmm. was different. It's like, actually, that's back now. <laughs> you know, and she says, I know how to how it can be done. And he said, how can what be done? Uh, and then she's like, I was at your lecture. And it's like, oh, I hate that trope in movies. Yeah. Or it's like, whatever. Um, and she, he's like, I don't need, like, a grad student to tell me how to clone a Neanderthal. And then she's like, I'm not a grad student. I'm a medical doctor with a PhD in reproductive endocrinology and bioengineering. I'm Dr. Barbara Sullivan. And he's like, want a glass of wine. And so then they like sit and Ugh. they're like, they have like print. It's like grow, it's gross from top to bottom. Like it's like, <laughs> it's like, one, like I just watching these two flirt was like a problem for me. <laughs> and two, like what they're talking about. So like he pulls out like a like printout of like steps to do I'm like you just have a printout of like steps for how to clone a Neanderthal he probably, like, he, that's how he hits on every woman is he pulls yeah. out his printout yeah he's like so look and then she starts drawing on it and is like you wouldn't need you would need to do this um, and they start talking about
0: Dolly the sheep and then I'm just like I didn't look it up but I'm like is Dolly still alive well, you know, I, I remember, Dolly, and, you know, we've really stepped away from cloning, and I think that's because laws have been passed, uh, yes. where they're they trying to put a damper on it, not that I'm sure some people are probably doing it in other areas that are not closely monitored uh, by the government, mm-hmm. but yeah, I remember, Dolly, I don't think she survived. I think she, she was alive and didn't, didn't yeah. get a full sheep's life, unfortunately.
1: Oh, poor Dolly. Sheep are so cute. But we did it, and there you go. So it was We did it. it we proved we can. Um, this does, this movie does talk about how, like, clones often die. I guess that's, like, a common thing with clones. And so it's yeah, like, so well, maybe we one. shouldn't do it. Yeah. Like,
0: I'm he so says angry he, like, already. knows that going in. Um, awful this is like splice except splice correctly plays it as a horror movie and th- that's what's so gross about this like you're not acknowledging that you were like creating a living being that is has its own sentience and 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 animate force and you were acting like isn't this cool it's like you should be in jail yes but please oh, continue
1: I forgot and meant to ask you this earlier how do you think this movie ends <laughs>
0: Knowing nothing about this, I'm afraid William is going to die, which is also the end of Splice. Spoiler alert if you haven't watched that. I'm concerned that, I'm concerned that William will die at the end, and I don't, I'm already mad about it. All right, well, we'll check in with that
1: later. Okay, um, so they're, like, flirting at this bar. They're getting drunk, and he's like, I want to show you something, and we are now in a lab, clearly the, la- like, the lab that he studies in. Um, there's no one there, but it's, like, you know, just a standard... And he says, "Imagine how much we could learn by bringing to life our closest cousin, no, our equal." And it's like, is this your dirty talk? Also, like, <laughs> our cousins
0: are our equals. <laughs> like, I don't like. Oh, my cousin, <laughs> fucking idiot! Well, I like, said our cousins are like not our family. <laughs> every line of this, I'm glad you're giving me such details. Every line of this is making me more enraged. I know. So, so, and then he shows
1: her two um, spearheads uh, and like, you know, from 4,000 years ago. And he says, like, one was made by a Homo sapien and one was made by a Neanderthal. And they, like, don't tell us what the difference is or if there's a difference or if the point is that they Like, we never really see them, yes. but it's just, like, the spearhead is, like, a thing. So they lean in and get, uh, get closer, um, and we cut to, like, a phone ringing, and it's... Uh, I'm going to call her Beverly uh, mm-hmm. from the Mindy Project, but <laughs> Dr. Thomas, uh, Julian's mentor um and she's at home and she's clearly retired and it's um a man is calling from the university in like a big glass office and it's like very urgent and like dramatic piano music is playing oh. now and he says we have to talk about the neanderthal project and she's like i don't want to weigh in and he's like no i just want your feedback and like over like underneath this phone call we're seeing a montage of like moving boxes and, like, Julian and Barbara kind of, like, playing house. So it's like, okay, they're in a relationship now. Okay, great. You know, and she says, what can I say? Barbara and Julian are an academic power couple. This is the part of the movie where they just use dialogue to, like, specifically tell you exposition. (laughs) And the man at the university says he has reservations about their work. It's been two years. They've published, like, three papers. They're, like, kind of, you know, making a mark in the world of, Neanderthal studies? Again, no one says what they're studying or what they're up to. <laughs> right, yeah, So they're in a relationship, and they're also in a professional relationship working together. And the man in the office is saying, because I couldn't figure out his name. It's so poorly done. Um, and He's like, I have to decide whether or not to finalize the final step of their studies. And Beverly's like, have you ran this past Rich Rowley? And then we cut to a, a, clearly a flashback of a few days ago. Of Rich Rowley and he's saying, as a bioethicist, I abhor this or I find this idea abhorrent. <laughs> it's like I'm with Rich. Me I'm too. With Rich Rowley. He's also, correct. Like, the bioethicist is who should be making this decision.
0: Right. you shouldn't be able to override the bioethicist you have called in to weigh in on this clearly unethical experiment they're about yes. to run. Right. So he's against it. And I like, would sue I'm, the university. I am gonna I'm contacting
1: a lawyer right now. They, I, they're all going down. I am with you. And Dr. Thomas says, I have deep misgivings about the Mary Shelley nature of this project. And they leave the conversation at that. And we cut to Barbara and Julian in a lab, and they're, like, super upset because clearly this man made the correct decision that, right. like, no, <laughs> you can't clone a Neanderthal. Like, yeah. we, can't, we can't do that. You can't do that. And so clearly... Case closed.
0: Movie over, right? Yeah.
1: It's like, oh, we didn't really need to go down this road. <laughs> um, but then... Barbara says, let's do it anyway. Ugh. And he, Barbara. you know, Julian's, like, excited. The university doesn't support this. And Julian says, who's going to carry the embryo? And Barbara says, I will. And this they laugh is, and kiss. And she says, let's have a baby. And it's like, you're not having a baby.
0: <laughs> this It's like, you are violating so many ethical boundaries. The... I, I, you should be in prison. Like, I don't think you are not allowed to do this even outside of your own womb. Yes. The idea that you should be able to carry it, you are also the one conducting the experiment. This is, I don't know how you could publish this. If you publish this, I just imagine any journal is going to be like, okay, well, we had to call the police. Like, you can't do this. Right, no one's going to be like, oh, good, you Oh, did cool, that.
1: yeah. We cut to... uh julian and barbara getting married in las vegas by like an elvis impersonator who has a massive bulge right. <laughs> that's like centered in the screen and i'm just like i don't know why they chose this or did i this. also
0: am like so bad that we're spending so much time on this marriage which i understand because you teased divorce right but I, it's like i don't give a fuck give me the neanderthal like i want <laughs> william i don't give a fuck about your relationship or your careers So then
1: we cut to Barbara in labor in a hospital and it's the standard like woman screaming during birth and husband dutifully holding her hand and being like, you're doing great. Um, And you hear the baby cry and everybody's kind of like relieved, like, all right, that part's, you did it. And like, they clearly haven't told anyone. And, like, the nurse takes the baby, and they put the baby in that, like, heated bed where they, like, clean it off or whatever. And, like, the two nurses look at each other, and one of them mouths to the other, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> okay, that's funny. <laughs> <It's> really, <laughs> which is
1: very funny. But I think that, the, like, I'm mad that it's funny because I'm like, you guys stumbled on something funny here. Yeah. So then we, we pan over Barbara's shoulder, and she's holding uh, the baby. And I understand that they don't want to, like, do full prosthetics on a baby, like, the actor baby. But all they did was, like, tape two hairy eyebrows to a regular <laughs> human baby. This it stinks. Looks, it looks
0: so funny.
1: It looks so <laughs> lazy. This stinks. So that, uh, Julian shows up at the office of, you know, the head of the university who had, like, told him they can't do this. And he's like, I'm just going to tell you, like, Barbara and I had a baby, <laughs> a nine-pound, seven-ounce baby, and he says, "I feel bad putting you in this position, but we're going to have a press conference tomorrow." And then he hands him a piece of paper, which like says, "Fired. Like, you should we, be fired. Right. Instantly." So then, like, we cut to like this guy is then in a meeting with like I guess two lawyers or like a lawyer and like a, maybe a publicist or something, and they're just like, "I can't believe this happened. They used university funds to do something that we told <laughs> like,
0: them it's fraud. They're like, like we have it or something." Yes, they're like. What's our
1: exposure on this? And it's like, actually, you're responsible now. (laughs) Like, it's so careless. Like, the woman says, like, if he does, if he becomes violent and, like, something happens, like, we are technically at fault. It's like, our lab made this.
0: I also want to be clear. I am now hoping that William does become violent and tears both of his parents up with his caveman strength because I'm so angry (laughs) and I need them to get their comeuppance. At one point, someone
1: says, isn't clone of this, in this meeting, isn't cloning illegal? A valid question. Yes. And someone else responded, not in Nevada. And I'm like, wait, what? what's happening? Is that real? Did
0: you already Google it? Or did you Google it?
1: I did not Google it. I should have. I like forgot. There were a lot of like things to Google while watching this movie oh, no, that I like exactly. lost track of. All Is right, cloning legal it. in Nevada? I
0: don't see how that could be true. I don't see how like that could be a state's decision. <laughs> I unfortunately have bad news. Oh, no. There are currently no laws in Nevada prohibiting human cloning, whether for biomedical research or to produce children. But this is a good point, is you'd think the federal law would cover that, but, you know, states' rights. So I guess states you'd have rights. to go to, to, the, to court to, haggle, to hash this out. Wow. <sighs> Fascinating. All right,
1: Nevada, you got us again. You did it. And so they have, you know, Julian holds this press conference and is showing photos of baby William, who's, he's obviously named William after, like, William is the na- is the name that was given to the Neanderthal remains that are at Wallace University. <laughs> um so they do this you know press conference and a woman's like what about this you know or she says like what about the morality of it and Julian asks what a- what about this is immoral and like points to a baby in fake eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But also, it's like, that's not an answer. It's just like, oh, yeah, you're going to just pretend there's nothing immoral about this? Well, I hope it catches up with you when William ostensibly goes to college or wherever <laughs> we catch up with him in yeah. 20 years. Um,
1: So, like, the head of the university and, you know, Dr. Thomas, Julian's uh, mentor, both, like, make it pretty clear that they don't support any of this and are just kind of, like, shaking their heads in the back of the room. And then the head of the university, Bob, I guess, his name has now been determined, um, says like nothing can happen to William without the university and Dr. Thomas's approval moving forward. So like he's going to have to live at the at the lab. He's oh not, like, boy! So we now jump around in time a lot because we're flashing between like mm-hmm. current day William at like eighteen or nineteen years old, and then like a little bit of his youth or whatever. We see he's on the ferry that we saw him on earlier, mm-hmm. and then um you know his mom Barbara, who now much older, like picks him up and she's driving him. To this, like beautiful glass lake house. I mean, just all like you know, contemporary, like nice windows and like modern, like it's a fabulous house. So she says, uh, "You could come home anytime." I love you, and she like gives him his bags, and he is now at this house, kind of like just kind of walk around. The actor playing William makes a lot of interesting choices with how he moves. Is he seems like a caveman. The thing that's really confusing is like, yes, we have no, like, part of this experiment is to find out, like, what a Neanderthal would be like alive. But, like, if he hasn't evolved enough brain, like, he would just pattern himself. Like, yeah. Babies pattern themselves off of what they're seeing. And if you're just seeing human movement and, like, you're seeing human move, like, it's just a lot of, like, kind of like moving his head. Like, oh, it's, it feels wrong. Like it was the wrong acting choice to be making. I
0: also feel like you know, in this actor's defense, it's sort of like what is the end game of like the um, experiments? This is what I remember from school. Anyways, have a thesis or hypothesis. So, what is the hypothesis for this experiment? You're just going to be like, we think that he will X, Y, Z. What are they trying to to see about him? That's what I don't like. It's like, yes, I understand you're not going to do an autopsy. Good. I don't think he should be killed. But aside from that, like, what information do you think you're going to gain? That's there's no other Neanderthal. Like, he's not going to learn their culture or how to act like them. He's the only one, right? And he can't even reproduce because any there's no
1: other Neanderthal for him to reproduce with. He will have to if he was going to reproduce, he has to with a human. So now it's now we're mixing. Right, so their
0: their children would be mostly human. This
1: is this is They'd be half human, half Neanderthal, which are almost human. It's like I again. It's wrong. There's no purpose, and like they never say like we think like this will help our culture in X ways. Like
0: I would say, at least in the movie Splice, they are ostensibly trying to create something to find a gene that could produce a protein to create medicine. Yes, there's real science to like why Splice. There's at least a tip of the hat, and this it seems like they they just want to do it, and they're not even being like. they're not even bothering to come up with a lie about why they're doing it.
1: Yeah, no, there's no, they're just like, we want to do it because I think we can. Like, Mm. which is just, again, as we talked about in Splice, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Mm. So he like is walking around the house kind of like looking at stuff and he sees um, there's like a display. This is, we find out this is his dad's house because his parents have split up. Mm -hmm. Um, And the spearhead from the lab is like on display in the home, which... I have some ethical questions about, but (laughs) whatever. So he's kind of like fumbling around and like looking at stuff. And in walks uh, Sarah, who is, I think, in her 30s. She walks in and she's like, oh, you're here. I've heard so much about you. And she's like, beautiful. I forget that. Like, again, navigating the the IMDb page for this movie (laughs) was challenging. And I just kind of gave up after a certain point because I was like, I can't. I understand. It got hard. Um, you know, she's pretty. She has, like, long hair. Like, she's, it turns out she is Julian's girl, younger girlfriend. Um, okay. And William asks, do you live here? Also, William goes in and out of a caveman affect to his oh, voice. Oh, God. And it's oh. like, but, like, even the science of the movie explains that that shouldn't be happening. Um, right. Because he dips in and out of it to do things. <laughs> <sighs> um, he says, do you live here? And she's confused. And then he just says, hmm, and it's, like, really judgy and strange. I don't know. There's a lot, like, it's weird with them from the get. So then William and Julia and Sarah have this, like, uh, dinner. They're, like, eating dinner, and, like, William, like, had, is still eating. And, like, Sarah remarks. He's like, oh, you she's like, oh, you have quite an appetite. And then Julian says to her, William requires 20% more calories than us because of his body mass. He needs more protein. And it's like, he's sitting right there. Like, right, yeah. It's just it's like, like, not, Dad. like it, don't out. talk about him like a science, ex, like he talks about him like Ugh. an exotic pet. I feel bad for William. I do too. So then um, William is in his bedroom. He's shirtless and they applied a lot of prosthetic hair to him. But like not enough that he looks different. Again, I don't really know what a yeah, man He's not a call.
0: werewolf. Right. You know, it's not like he's like a completely different creature. He just looks mostly like a guy you do a double take on and then you're like, well, I guess that's a guy.
1: Yeah, they ha- at one point, like, he's on the deck and, like, a couple canoes by, and they, like, stare at him. And it's, like, from that distance, he just no. is a regular-looking person. Like, you would not notice any differences between his physicality and ours. Like, it's weird that they, ha- they, they have people stare at him a lot. It's, like, a whole thing. Uh, and so, like, you know, Julian comes in. He's, like, I'm proud of you for doing this. It won't be easy. You're going to have to work hard just like I did. But— this we find out that this is like he's there for like Julian to help him figure out how to be better at school.
0: Okay.
1: Um, help him like take these tests. So Sarah's going over like test results with William. He had like just taken. I think it's the ACTs okay. or like whatever like stand. Also this movie is like um, I think anti standardized testing which I'm like nah, like I I also disagree with standardized testing in the way that we do it in this culture but now I'm like for them just cuz this movie's against them. <laughs> I'm like, no, we need more standardized tests. The power of William. The power of William. So Sarah's going over the test results, uh, and she's like, you haven't improved since last time. And she's like, I'm doing my dissertation on this, like, very complicated thing. And William's like, what does that mean? And she's like, I know, right? It's like a weird, they have, like, weird chemistry. It's, like, very confusing. So she um, asks if she could, like, um, she's like, I'll tell you about it another time. And it's like, clearly she's studying him. Like... (laughs) Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so she has William read Shakespeare, all the world's a stage um, lines or whatever, and then and then ask a question, and then, like, ask, like, a reading comprehension a question. Like, what does this mean? And, like, William says, a stage is a stage. The world is the world. They're different things. So, like, we're learning that, like, William can't comprehend, like, symbolism and metaphor, and okay. he, like, doesn't think. Like, he's very literal. Like, he's very mm-hmm. okay. literal in everything he does she explains what a metaphor is, and she's like, sometimes people think that by, like, recognizing things are similar and, like, using them to explain the world, we can find deeper truths. And he says, no, I think we get further from the truth when we do that, not
0: closer. Whoa, William, you're learning. I know. You're teaching me so much about the world, man. Whoa. He says, I understand what they want. I just don't like it. Maybe it's a Neanderthal thing. Maybe, maybe it's a
1: Neanderthal Yeah, maybe. We maybe. don't fucking know. You're the only one. <laughs> Unclear. <laughs> um, and then we cut back to, like, we're with uh, a young Barbara who's, like, rocking and feeding, and we see kind of just, like, that he lives in the lab. Like, they build, like, a crib and everything. Like, there's, like, a baby room in.
0: Well, that would also influence you. You know, it's like nature versus nurture. Well, guess what? Most kids are not raised inside a lab that they're not allowed to leave. You know, right. like, so it's like, how are you going to calibrate for that? And so, like, we see that, like, Barbara is
1: busy in the lab studying and raising William, and Julian's still teaching his classes. And at one point, he's, like, showing slides, and he's, like, things got pretty crazy here for a bit because of William. And it's, like, slides of, like, people protesting the university that say, like, don't play God, no cloning. And then he says, but the news cycle has moved on since. And I'm, like, that's a weird criticism, like, that's a weird cultural critique for you to be bringing up, like, that our news cycle moves so fast that, like, outrage stories go
0: away in a few days. I mean, he's not wrong. I, we would forget about that. I'd be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, remember when they cloned? I don't know. Oh, yeah. So then, like, Julian ex-
1: explaining to his class over, like, footage of Barbara taking care of William that he is, like, on par or advanced for a child, like, for a human child. Like, he okay. he's hitting all the developmental marks at the right times, if not early, and, like, he's developing really quickly. And Barbara, like at 1. point, Julie, or um William is really sick and he's in like the lab and he's like in like a plastic tent like obviously it's like they're like, like we 18. don't know if his immune system is Oh yeah, that's a good point too. I know. Another reason they shouldn't have done this. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um and he's sick and he's like a little bit and it's a, and again like this is in all of the for all of the child actors when they they're under like 3 or 4 <laughs> years old like they just slap some eyebrows on that's this That's very funny. <laughs> um and like Barbara really wants to go in and comfort him because he's, like, calling out. He's like, Mommy, I need you. And, like, Barbara breaks down and goes in and hugs him, like, against all the other staffers' plans. And she's like, I am his mother. This is my child. And it's like, it's not, though. It's not even like it's in Splice, where it is... Splice, it's her uh, egg, right? Yeah, so is this not her egg? It's not her egg. It's just, like, they use the DNA. It's cloning. So there's no... Yeah, there's no. She's not adding any. DNA. She's not. She's not genetically attached to this child because
0: the child is not. Well, a she's human. not wrong though. I mean, like they're raising this. They're raising. You know, yes, listen. exactly. Again, it, yeah, this is wrong. This, this is very wrong. wrong. The
1: way they're doing this is wrong. It's the points wrong. they're making are like valid points in reality, but wrong in this movie. Right.
0: <laughs> it's like they're bringing up all these points and then doing the wrong thing and making us be like, oh, so they're just not getting acknowledged all how wrong they are. Yes.
1: So Julian and Barbara have this fight and she's packing up stuff. Like she's clearly like moving out or like leaving. And it's, this is the argument that I think is like central to the problem of what we talked about with this movie is. Um, like, because Julian wants him to keep living in the lab so they can keep studying him. Mm-hmm. And Barbara wants him to live at home like a regular child. And like Barbara says to Julian, what study, you've proven your point, he's just as human as you or me. And Julian says to her, what happened to my brilliant scientist partner? And she says, I'm a mother. Let's well, see, you can't be both, right, guys? Yeah, yeah. You ladies can't have it all. You could be a brilliant scientist partner to some man who wants to clone a Neanderthal, or you could be that Neanderthal clone's mother. <laughs> you can't be both.
0: And I would argue that both of them are bad scientists because uh, they are terrible scientists. That's clearly a dodge when she's like, Well, what did you need to prove? And he's like, Well, where was the science? It's like, Okay, well, you didn't answer a question, did you? That's because there's no, you're just keeping him in the lab for his whole life. And then what? Right. I'd be out there with a picket side. Boo! Yeah, boo! (laughs) No (laughs) cloning. Stop playing God.
1: Um, So Barbara leaves Julian, and she moves to, like, some little island or whatever. And they have, you know, they enroll him, they start to enroll him at school or whatever, and the director of this, like, progressive uh, and highly tolerant school says that they would make allowances for William's allo-human personhood, (laughs) which I don't know what that means. It's not a word. (laughs) But the school is, like, obviously we want to treat him with respect, but we also, like, are completely understanding that, like, his needs might be different than other children's. And we're prepared to address that. It's like, they're trying their best. That poor school is, like, this is not what we signed (laughs) up for.
0: Yeah, there's not a lot of literature to figure out what to do. Yeah, he's like,
1: I just wanted to, like, direct, like, a bougie school for rich Northwestern kids, not, like, figure out how you educate a Neanderthal. (laughs)
0: Oh, and, like, Socialize
1: him. At one point, they also saw five-year-old William just eating a full steak. <laughs>
0: Hell, yeah. <laughs> it's really funny.
1: <laughs> um, and at one point, Julian and William are doing flashcards with human emotions, being like, what is this? And he's like, sad and like, happy. And a, a card with that's like a heart with like a smiley face comes up. Um, and he says, and William says, love. Uh, and he says, I love you, dad. And we can see Julian kind of like
0: finally realizing that uh, this is his child. Um, yeah, it just like boy, you know, you, you, I guess being a scientist also makes you the dumbest person in the world. Yes. The, the fact that you wouldn't, it haven't even occurred to you. Wait a minute, I've created a child that I'm raising. Yes. I am this child's parent.
1: Um, so then we're back in uh, current time, and William is doing pull ups on the deck of the lake house, and Sarah's it. like, "We should get back," and he's like, "He's like upside down doing, and you're like, "I get it. He's very strong." <laughs> <laughs> um. And she's like, we should get back to work. So they're back at work. And like she has William read a quote from the great Gatsby. And Sarah says, like, what does the valley of ashes symbolize? And he says, Ashes. And then she's like, You said you'd try. Um, like he's like, clearly not. And he's like, No, like, and then he rattles off this like elegant answer about like metaphor and how like ashes stand for like death and rebirth and erasing your past. And then William like pauses and he's like, That's what they want me to say. And it's like okay, like, we all know that, like, testing is fake. So, like, if you can provide that answer, then just provide yeah. that answer and, like, don't, like, tie the, your whole world to literary, rejecting literary symbolism.
0: This one makes it a teen drama, is that a teen's like, um, what if the world's wrong? And it's like, well, yes. yeah, absolutely, but you do have to go to school and take these tests and, and yeah. do all this stuff. Sorry.
1: Um. So then he says, it feels like something's being taken away from me about By the having test, to learn metaphors, oh, by having okay. to learn metaphors, and it's like okay. Um, right, so we flash back to ten-year-old William, who is biking, and some older kids are like, or some kids his age are like, kind of biking around him and teasing him um, and calling him caveman and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, I mean that sucks, but like, that's what was going to happen when you did. Yeah, this. there's no way they were going to avoid that. That's not William's fault. That's his parent, like his exactly not parents, but his like, yeah, his parents' fault. Yeah. Um. So he's, like, riding—they're kind of, like, chasing him, and, like, they, he finally, like, gets to a bridge, and he, like, falls off his bike and, like, gets, a sc- like, a cut on his head or whatever. And they're, the kids are kind of, like, pushing him around and, like, not leaving him alone. And one kid goes to kind of, like, hit him or something, mm. and oh, William grabs his hand and, yeah, like, finally. clearly just, like, crushes it.
0: Like, yes, breaks the William, kid's hand. William, William.
1: And then, obviously, like, we're, like, at the school. There's a parent-teacher thing. And, like, the other mother is, like, I want that thing locked up. And it's, like, a whole, obviously, and they get home. Like, <laughs> William can stay in school. But, like, they get home and, like, his parents or his mom is, like, you know, you're not a, you're not a caveman. And he's, like, I know. I'm a Neanderthal. <laughs> oh my
0: and she's, God. like, and
1: that's what makes you special. <laughs> it's just, like, such
0: a nightmare. This sucks. I also, like... I mean like they're not like that they kids were wrong to tease him. That being said, if I was a parent of the school, I would be concerned that a caveman was crushing my, my children's child's. hands. Yes. That would give me pause.
1: That's fair. Cause like a regular ten year old could not have
0: Right. Yeah. Like this isn't that. like, oh, like a kid with behavioral issues. It's like this is a, a a kid with superhuman strength, essentially. Yeah.
1: Right. Exactly. Um, and so then he gets on his laptop in bed and um starts like reading the Wikipedia entry for Neanderthal and then, like, Googling Neanderthals and seeing, like, you know, wrestling characters and, like, a poster for Encino Man. And it's like, and I'm like, is this supposed to be about how we haven't, like, represented Neanderthals fairly in culture? Because I don't that's think that that's what
0: it's implying. It's which like, sucks. why don't
1: we start with all of the um, living humans <laughs> exactly. that we don't treat... Properly. Also, did they not to... tell
0: him about, like, it seems like they didn't give him enough information. I,
1: yeah, I feel like they're like, you're a Neanderthal, and, like, didn't explain
0: what that was. I guess because what could they say? You know, yes. like, we did this horrible thing.
1: So I have to ask, at this point in the movie, Hallie, what would you do? <laughs> what would you do?
0: Boy, you know, if I'm William, I'm absolutely, I'm getting a big club. And yes. I'm 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 killing a tiger and I'm making one of those you know like Fred Flintstone unitards and I am just fucking going in that lab and I'm just wailing on all on my parents' experiments. I'm gonna just gonna any kind of results they got from me. I'm just hitting him with a club. I'm gonna take yes. a big rock and squash it. I'm just gonna yes. tear that lab apart. Um, and Great. then I guess if you're Barbara, what are you doing? I I don't know what they can do. I mean, like it feels like they're I supporting know. him, but like it doesn't feel like they have the resources because no one has the resources. I'm yeah. concerned William is going to sleep with Sarah, and I don't want that to happen. The way you're describing yeah, you their relationship. I'd
1: be worried about
0: damn that. Damn it. I hate <laughs> this movie so much. Yeah, I just want William to just, I want him to crush everybody's hands in this movie so far. I know. Me too. And then um, go live in the woods. So uh, that's, I'm saying maybe he goes to live in the woods. Yes.
1: Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? Famous Amos has been making them since the 70s. 1975, to be exact. With semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch, it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie. And fans couldn't get enough. That's right. You'll find our original recipe, the one you know and love, in every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Uh, And like throughout this, like William keeps hearing his parents like still fighting and like, you know, he's dealing with divorce on top of being a Neanderthal outcast at his school.
0: As if being a teen wasn't hard enough.
1: (laughs) Um, So we cut back to present day William. He's filling out a Scantron in a classroom. He's taking a test and, like, is, like, eyeing a girl who's in his class. And then he kind of, like, looks over and, like, I thought one of the, fr-, like, the kid next to him was, like, making fun of him. But then, like, William laughs. And it's, like, oh, I guess they're, like, doing a bit. I don't know. But so it's, like, clear that he's, like, funct- socially functional in a school. Okay. Um, and after the test, uh, the girl, who's Judy, um, I guess William's school love interest, comes out. And she's, like, oh, like, can you run lines for the play with me on Sunday? Mm. Um. And his friends were like, no, dude, you can't. We're going camping. And so, like, first she, she's like, can you run lines with me? And he's like, yes. And then they're like, no, dude, we're going camping. And he's like, no, yes. And then he turns to her, he's like, no. It's just, like all these, like, really weird one-word answers that are delivered in, like, such an offensive way. Oh, boy. <laughs> um. So he's like, he's like, oh, but we'll, like, do the play stuff on Monday. And he's, like, going camping with his friends. So him and his two, like, other teenage boys who, like, don't really have names, but do. I think one of them is Marcus. Again, very bad. Top to bottom, this movie sucks. Um, <laughs> so, fr- so like, they keep making jokes, and, like, we learn, like, William doesn't understand jokes, and it's, this like... This is sad. This is a book. It's, like, this is not a life. They're hiking through the woods, and they're, t- like, these teenagers are telling, like, joke book-style jokes to each other. Like, one says, what happens when you cross an elephant and two rhino, or and a rhino? And then William's like, What? And the guy goes, "Eler, Ella fry now. Like to say like, okay. hello it. And it's it. like, okay. <laughs> um, and then, he, <laughs> then the kid goes, come on, man, that's funny. And William goes, no.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm with William on that one, <laughs>
1: which is very funny. Um, so the kids are hiking through the woods. Um, and there's like indie there's like a sound alike for the shins playing. Like okay. that's that's three. kind of like the vibe. Like, and it's again, it's shot very beautifully. It made me really want to like move to Seattle. Um, so the three of them are like struggling to get the tent up, and then like William does it like really easily. And I think we're supposed to believe that he like understands tools <laughs> in a way that isn't human. Um, and the kids are like talking about college applications, and one says, You're like the ultimate affirmative action case. Oh my god. Which is like, ugh, and like They imply, like, William has the best grades in school. Like, it won't even be about that. He's, like, very smart. Oh, okay. Um, It's dusk, and, like, one kid is smoking weed. And then these, like, two 45-year-old hippies walk over to them out of nowhere. (laughs) And a guy has a, there's a guy in a beard and, like, a white waffle knit shirt and, like, two colorful beaded necklaces over it. And then, like, a woman with, like, natural hair and, like, a sports bra and a lace shirt over it. And it's, like, I get it. Uh, and the guy comes up. He just goes peaceful spot. <laughs> oh no! Like,
0: what is this? I'm so scared. This is so. I I'm and then nervy. the kids like are like, "Do you guys want
1: to chill with? it? Like, do you want to sit down and they like hang out with these like hippie strangers who are twice their age in the middle of the woods?" And I'm no. like, "Don't do that.
0: Don't do it." Um.
1: And one of when fr- and the like older guy goes coolness. And it's like, who wrote this? A computer? Oh boy. <laughs> so it's like darker and like um uh, the guy like is like, oh, I have some mushrooms. And, like the one friend eats them and like. It's later, and, like, the guy and the friend are clearly on mushrooms, apparently, even though I'm like, this is not what it's like to trip. So the woman is, like, touching William's face, and she's like, you're beautiful. And then Marcus is like, he's a Neanderthal. And the stoner guy, like, laughs for a moment, and then in a moment of clarity goes, you're the guy from the university. That's cool, man. That's very cool. And then William's friend throws up from the mushrooms, and then he just starts screaming, not cool, man, not cool. (laughs) And that's that scene, and nothing happens in it. I it's hate just, this. Um, so they're back at school. They're like practicing for the play, and William does a perfect British accent. Well, she certainly did
0: and You say I didn't mean anything by it. <sighs>
1: right. Oh, incredible. after like barely stringing together English sentences in, oh, as a okay. teenager, he has All a right. perfect. It's like then he would anything. I it's it's just wild. Um, so he's very into Judy, and they're kind of, like, flirting, and she's, like, anxious about the play or whatever. And we get to the night of the play, and, like, I don't know what the play is, but, like, he's playing, I think, George Washington. Great. Um, And, like, there's, it's a musical. (laughs) Is it Hamilton? He's wearing a full face of, like, white makeup and, like, a white wig. It's so weird. Um... It's, like, really jarring. Um, So, like, they do their, like, um, William and Judy, like, do their duet song or whatever the curtain goes down. And he, like, looks at her and leans in to kiss her and she, like, pulls away. And he got his first, like, rejection. Uh. Which, like, you know. And then he's, like, looking in the mirror later after the show and, like, he's, like, fingering kind of, like, the scar on his head that he got from when he, like, fell when those kids were chasing him when he was 10. And it's, like... Yeah, that's always going to be happening. Like, that's yeah a problem.
0: Poor William.
1: I know. Um, so then Barbara and Julian are at parent-teacher conference, and the, the head of the school is like, William's cognitive patterns don't, like, look like any model that we know. Like, he's very, very bright, but he's, like, very bad at testing. And in this parent-teacher conference, it comes out that Barbara had withdrawn William's college applications without William or Julian knowing And she's like, I just want him to get a part-time job at a hardware store. What? (laughs) That's, like, her dream for him. Um, Because she's like, I don't think he wants to be in school. And Julian desperately wants him to, like, come to Wallace University so that, like, he could become a professor as well, but also so that Julian could continue studying him. Right. Which is, like...
0: What does William want,
1: Allison? And that's what the director of the school, he says, William is almost 18. He's going to be making, he can make that decision for himself. Like, he doesn't need either of you controlling him. And so, like, William and his friends are, like, talking about college and, like, they're like, Judy's going to Columbia. And, like, Marcus is like, I didn't get into any of my schools except for my safety school. And then one of them is going to Oregon State. And William has nothing to say. Like, he's... Not going to go to college, I guess. And then he, like, hurls a rock at a passing ferry, just, like, out of rage. (laughs) It's like, William, he can't control his emotions. Oh, William. Um, Oh, so Julian and Barbara, like, sit him down, and they're like, you know, Julian's like, I want you to come to the university, but as a student. Like, I won't study you. I just want you to go to college. Like, if you come to college, I promise I will not study you or talk about you, like, you can just be your own thing, but I want I, I want you to be close to me, and I want you to go to college, which I, I think is a very common teen right, yeah. movie trope, uh, except that usually those are humans. Mm-hmm. So now it makes sense that, like, he's been living at Julian's with Sarah for a while to, like, get his test scores up so he can, like, go okay. to a good college or go to this college or whatever. Um, so William and Sarah are on a walk, and they're, like, oh, no. in the woods of the Pacific Northwest. No. And it's it's beautiful. It's all, like, gray and blue and green, and the trees are so tall. Um, and, you know, Sarah's like, it's not Julian's fault. Like, he's just under a lot of pressure, and, like, he's taking that out on you. And she explains, like, you know, my mom would beat me when I didn't get A's in school. But she says, like, I wouldn't be where I am now if it weren't for my parents. And William says, where what? are you now? and she's like,
0: I'm trying to finish my dissertation, which I couldn't care less about.
1: (laughs) And I'm in a
0: relationship with a disapproving father figure. And hiking in the woods. And hiking in the woods. With me. With you.
1: They're kind of like flirting, and it's like this is his dad's girlfriend. Oh boy, <laughs> this um, is
0: just no one. No human in this movie has any ethical boundaries whatsoever. None. It's like not, not only are you going to sleep with your boyfriend's son, even if he is of age, barely of age. He's a Neanderthal. Like for God's sake, eighteen-year-old
1: Neanderthal. Jesus uh, God. T- like, son of your I'm gonna boyfriend.
0: Show up, I'm going to protest Sarah. I'm going to have a two, <laughs> another protest on the other hand. Boo, Sarah. So they're like
1: hiking and then like he kind of like lifts her up to help her like get over a tree or a stream or something while they're walking and they're like kind of embraced and then uh, she leans in and kisses him and they make out for a while. Wow. Like a really long time. But all we see them do is make out. Like we don't Okay. That's all they we see. They didn't want to go there. They didn't want to go there, but I think this scene is supposed to imply that more happens. Okay. That's but they oh, we, o- we only see making out. Um, And then they're back at the house and things are like tense with Julian. Um, She's also closer in age to him than to Julian. Uh, She's closer in age to William. She's like 30. So William's lying awake at night in his bed and he's kind of like holding that spearhead like a Mm -hmm. stuffed animal. (laughs) Just in his, like against his chest. And Sarah goes to drop William off at the high school where he's taking the ACTs, I guess. So he's gonna like take this test, then he's gonna get into college. So she's dropping him off there. It's like silent in the car. And she's like, all right, I'll see you. I'll pick you right back up here at noon. He goes in and takes the test, and he's taking it, and, like, his pencil breaks immediately, and then he's looking around at all these other people who are, like, taking the test, too. And he, like, looks at his pencil, and then he, like, picks up the second pencil and, like, breaks it intentionally, like, Mm. against the paper, and then just gets up and leaves. And he's, like, walking around in whatever town this is, and, like, there's two teen, like, preteen girls in a store, and, like, um... I assume, like, a Sikh man in a turban is the one who's the cashier, and, like, the the two girls clock William and, like, start laughing at him. And, like, they walk away, and the Sikh man says to William, and he's like, assholes, which is a very funny thing to call two tween girls. (laughs) But it's also like, oh, like, there's some kind of, like, awful, like... We're both different, and it's oh like that God. is not okay.
0: That's, that is not okay. I don't. I mean, I I just have to assume a white person wrote this movie. I, uh, Tim I, Disney can't.
1: wrote this movie. That's the name of the man who wrote this movie. Is he a
0: Disney? I don't know. He mostly.
1: So he wrote. Um. Shit. I looked it up. He wrote Oliver and Company, oh, and then this like. Movie. I know. Me too. I think he might be a Disney. I mean, the fact that he wrote Oliver and
0: Company makes me think he is. Boy. Well, you know, hey, I loved Oliver and Company. They can't all be... They can't all be Oliver and Company. Winners, (laughs) I suppose.
1: Oh, our producer Sabrina, who somehow was listening to this, said uh, the great nephew of Walt Disney.
0: Okay. Thank you, Sabrina. Um, Hi, Sabrina. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Um, this all adds up.
1: Right. Okay, so like... William has to take the test. He doesn't want to go to college. And he ends up at the university. And he's in the office of Dr. Thomas, a.k.a. Julian's old mentor, and also okay. Beverly from the Mindy Project. And she sits down to, like, chat with him. And he's like, you found me. Like, you found my remains. Like, I want to know more, mm-hmm. you know, about who I am and, like, what I am and, like, what's going on, you know, what yeah. all this is. And so she takes him into the lab. And she's like, do you want to see... Like, do you want to see yourself? Essentially, because like a because because William is a clone. It's not like it's like yeah. oh, that's an ancestor. It's like he's you're looking at yourself dead. It's literally oh, Jesus, you. Um. So he he's off doing that, and meanwhile, Sarah is at the high school to pick up William because he should be finished with his tests, and he's not. So she calls Barbara to see like oh, is, did you come pick him up? Like, did I get this mixed up? And so then we're back at the lab, and Doctor Thomas is explaining that like. This is a mummy, but she, like, opens the drawer, and, like, William is, like, up against the glass, like, leaning on it, just, like, connect. It's, like, v- so awful. <laughs> just, like, it's so poorly directed, acted, <laughs> like. Oh, boy. Um, and he's, like, he looks like he's smiling, like he wants to say something, and Beverly, and Dr. Thomas is, like, I've always thought that, too. Maybe he speaks through you. And, like, even though she, uh, like, objected to this entire experience happening, like, she's, like, very kind and gentle to William. Um and she says I believe sapiens developed the ability to create and believe sophisticated narratives. So like the thing that separates neanderthals and humans is like that we use metaphors. I think, oh my
0: god, his, and his nemesis, the metaphor.
1: The metaphor. Uh. Um she thinks that sapiens got together in groups and forced Neanderthals out of the livable areas in like where they had been. And it's just like humans gentrified and Neanderthals died, and like that's oh, what boy. happened. And the narratives she explains are basically like religion and politics. And it's like, oh, okay, hmm, makes you think. Uh, but William like leans on the glass case. He's like, he doesn't belong here, and neither do I. We're we're really gunning towards the end here now. Um. So Sarah picks up Barbara because they can't find William and they're like driving around together. It's already tense because like this is like her ex-husband's yes. young girlfriend. But then they make it clear like you know, Sarah's like I I really care about William. You know, I hope he's okay and Barbara is like I know you care about him and like oh. Sarah's like I like him very much and Barbara's like fine with this? What? It's crazy. She's like I know he cares about you a lot too. And it's, like, what okay, so, like, clearly fuck? she's saying, like, I know there's something going on That's with you so and perverse. my son, even though you're my ex-husband's girlfriend. What the And also fuck? my son is a Neanderthal. <laughs> what the fuck? So we got to Julian's at his class, and he's, like, doing the stand— like, he's, like, showing baby pictures of William, and he's, like, this is William. He's very dumb. He's a grunting savage, a caveman, right? Like, doing his whole, like, actually, he's not. Um, and, like— William has like slipped into the class wearing a hoodie and kind of like hiding, like he's like watching his dad lecture, which he clearly hasn't seen before. And then Julian says that the study of William has been one of the greatest scientific breakthroughs of all time, and William yells out, "No, it hasn't."
0: <laughs> yeah, with William, <laughs> I don't know what we what, what have we learned. Yeah, what
1: have we learned? Um, so Julian looks at him like notices, but kind of like keeps going.
0: I love the idea of screaming, "No, it isn't!" In, in the
1: middle it's of it. That's so very funny. Funny. Um, and then Julian kind of keeps going with the lecture, and he says that, like, William is graduating high— his graduate high school, and he's going to be pursuing intensive studies here at Wallace University. And William stands up and says, no, he isn't. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and takes off his hood, um, and Jul- <gasps> like— I mentioned, everyone— <gasps> um, And Julian's like, they're having, like, a fight.
0: Oh, so I fucked your girlfriend. Yeah, right, I fucked Sarah.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> Crazy. Um, So Julian's like, This is my work. And William says, You don't know anything about your work. And points to himself. And it's, again, just, it's funny, but it's not. It's supposed to be kind of like the climate, like the climactic, like, you know, here's everything. Incredible. Um, And he says, Your work is a failure. And then Julian says, No, William, you're a failure. And like, William runs out of the auditorium. And it's like, This all happened in front of his class. And the class is all like, what? <laughs> What's happening? Are also we supposed great to? great work, Dad. Great, great job. So William runs out, and then, like, Julian, like, pauses and, like, runs out after him. Julian's like, you embarrassed me in front of everyone. And William says, no, you did that. And William tells him, you're not my father. And Julian slaps him in the face. Oh, boy.
0: Which is like... Again, also happened in Splice. The <gasps> slapping, that's,
1: I mean. That's right. Um, so many spl- <laughs> That's the only other thing this movie has to come in with Splice. <laughs> Splice, a much better movie. I haven't yeah, even seen honestly. it, and I can say confidently that it's a better movie than this. So they, like, William, like he slaps him, and William goes to storm off, and Julian sees that the spearhead has fallen out, like, has, William had been carrying it around, mm-hmm. and it fell out of his pocket. And they both kind of look at each other and, like, go to reach for it. And, like, William gets it first, and, like, the act of aggression from Julian or, like, whatever, he, like, clocks Julian, oh, man. Like, like, in the jaw, it knocks him down. He does not get up. There is blood oh, everywhere. And then people, William notices there's a crowd around him that are all, like, have phones out. Like, they're mm. like, are you recording this? Did you get that? And, like, everybody's kind of, like, weird, like, hushed talking about what's happening. And William kind of, like, runs off. Oh, no. And is, like, walking through these buildings or whatever. And Sarah is still driving around, like, looking for William. And she has already dropped off Barbara somewhere else. And, like... She's trying to, like, get onto the university campus, and Barbara calls her from mm-hmm. where Julian is laying on the ground. And she's like, I haven't seen him, but he's been here. He attacked Julian, and no one knows where he is. So Sarah, like, gets out of her car and just starts on, running on foot, and there's, like, a lot of sirens in the distance. Like, the cops have been called, and, like, this is, like they're all right. kind of, like, slowly coming together. So William uh, is walking down the hall of a building, and he, like, looks out. There's, like, a door, and he, like, looks out. And kind of like continues down the hallway to head out of this door. Um, And outside of, as he's like exiting the building, outside a cop car pulls up with, and a cop, cops jump out with their guns drawn. Oh no. And we see this like flashback of, you know, 10 year old William standing like in terror after, like, after he had hurt that kid. Like he didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And then we're kind of back to like cops, guns drawn on William. And cuts to Sarah is, like, she's, like, finally, like, reached him. And so she's running up, and she wants to, like, run up and, like, tell him it's okay. And, like, they'll figure it out. And the cops hold her back. And then we get uh, kind of a couple of, like, shots of, like, the placid marshland that we saw at the beginning of the film. And then we cut back, and we see two cops leaning over a dead body of William that the cops shot him. What the
0: fuck? The— the, I, this is the worst movie I've ever watched al- And I'm
1: like, also, like, did we need to do this? Like, why did you have him dying? Because the cops murdered shot by Shot him. So, like. Yeah, this
0: is they, trash. They, and trash. they don't,
1: like, make, like, this, like, they just imply that that's what happened. But they didn't show it happening. Um, oh, my God. But, like, he's dead. And then we come back and we're in the uh that wilderness again, and we see someone is like on a walk. And then we see that it's Sarah. She's in a raincoat. And we pan around, and she has a baby strapped to her chest and a baby Bjorn with giant eyebrows. That her and William apparently had sex and she got pregnant and that's their kid. And William got shot by the cops and that's it. That's credits.
0: Wow. Yep. Terrible. Terrible. Absolutely
1: terrible. Maybe one of the worst things I've ever seen.
0: I was concerned he would die. I was hoping it would be some sort of, you know, oh, it's a Neanderthal thing. But him being murdered by the police and (laughs) then Sarah, them not using any protection, I suppose, and getting pregnant, which actually, now they're saying, is very funny because that is also the end of Splice. (laughs) Is Elsa being pregnant at the end? God, what a horrible film. Thank you, Allison. This is really, I feel thoroughly punked. This is a true April (laughs) Fool's Day gift. I can't believe I watched that just for this. I mean, um, you've done more than I've ever had. So I, I want to ask the
1: mm-hmm. what the fatal mistakes of this were because it has a pretty horrific ending um, yeah. for not being a comedy movie. But what do you think went wrong in the making of this movie?
0: <laughs> oh, in the actual making? I, like, I what did think... they, what, if
1: they could have followed a thread and made a better movie, what would that movie have been if you had to stick with this premise? <laughs>
0: I guess to me it's like, okay, like, I guess knowing more about Neanderthals for sure. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I almost feel like, making him so different. It's almost like I'd rather he has to go live in the woods or something or he has to go be separate and that's what feels good and, and like, they just visit him occasionally and maybe Sarah could join him and they could be, like, cave people. Yeah. Because it's, like, the only thing that seems to differentiate him is he doesn't understand metaphors except he does, which he says multiple times. Right. And also he's he's inadvertently very violent, which leads to his death, which is very tragic. So it's like, that's a very bizarre thing to try to map this story onto. It's like, well, he's scientifically too strong and violent, but doesn't mean to be. I guess I just feel like there are way other more interesting things about, it's like if you're going to make him a caveman, go full Encino man. You know what I mean? He is a caveman. Right, right. Not He's mostly normal except violent. And also then, like, why have him go see the 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 mummified, Body yes. and have the scientist say maybe you speak room if you if he's just going to be murdered
1: that right. same day
0: right that's terrible what did, like it's cruel it's cruel. this is a cruel film and I'm very I'm,
1: mad um, I'm enraged I know if you had to take what this and not in the way like we're like yeah splice and this movie have the same premise so that's like if you had to take William and make mm-hmm. it a horror movie what are some things that you would have happen.
0: I would probably do a shot by shot remake exactly the same <laughs> of the film. I feel like the ending makes it even sadder than a horror movie because, like, part of me wants, wanted him to go, like, Hulk out and just start going like Rampage. But that would almost be like, you understand it. It's like good for William. Yes. You know, I want him to, like, pick up a car and throw it. This is so much sadder than any horror movie ending I could have thought of. I don't think I could have changed a, a beat. I, I, I feel know. like the, they it's made this so alternate dark. horror movie without meaning to. It's awful. Yeah, I feel like they were like,
1: "Oh, we should make this like, like sweet and like meaningful and like blah blah blah," but like you know. And instead, I'm like, "You made a horrific film."
0: And also, like, then I mean, like, I understand that baby is only going to be half Neanderthal, but like, probably is going to face some of the same challenges, especially if it looks like a Neanderthal. And it's like, right. so like, what what option does that baby have other than ostr- uh, like being ostracized yeah. and, and and undergoing the same? It's like
1: awful. I know. I feel like I'm like, what were you showing us in like having like William murdered by the police and then. Awful. We, we cut to seeing that like he has a child. It's like, is he going to live out the same. That's the implication. Life?
0: Yeah, there's something to imply like, ah, oh, but this kid's life will be better. Right. And like, it's not like society
1: got better at Neanderthal. Exactly. Like assimilate, like it. Nothing has changed. I find that to be the darkest. And then I thought, you know. This doesn't really need to fall on the spooky scale, but I do think I would like it rated on the stupid scale. Um, one being kind of stupid and ten being, I guess, this movie.
0: <laughs> I'm going to say, yeah, on a scale from one to William, this is a absolutely a William and a half of a film. Um, <laughs> we should now call— upon misstep— Things that are bad, Williams. They pulled a full William. They went full William with it. I'm still enraged. The whole thing. I was angry the whole time. I'm more angry now. Can you imagine that two years ago when you showed me this trailer that one of us would watch it and then we would talk about it. I I wished better for us but I knew I, one of us would have to and I'm glad it was you. Thank <laughs> oh, you also. This
1: was so fun. What a what a super spooky switcheroo we pulled on you guys. And um, uh nobody yeah, goes see tricked? this movie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we also wanted to um uh, a couple weeks ago, we well we initially jokingly suggested that you send us three dollars, but many of you did. Yes. and we wanted to thank you by name. We we're only going to say your first name because, again, at the internet you know, your identity, identity stolen day now. Yeah, so we'd like to That's thank coming. Stefan, Alessandra, Samantha, Maria, Johnny, Daniel, Christy, Julia, Katie, James, Mackenzie, and Kate. Thank you so much for sending us your hard-earned American dollars. We really enjoyed doing this, first of all, but we yes. really do want to make this worth your while. And it means yes. so much that you would spend send us even a penny, honestly, yes. for how deranged we have been on this podcast. It means so much, and it we really appreciate so, it. so, so much. I bought so much Diet Coke. That's all I
1: used all of mine for was just soda. Um, <laughs> you kept it in Diet Coke for one week. With yes. on yeah, not even. No, I'm just kidding. You guys sent us so much, and that's so nice. Um, and we appreciate it.
0: Well, we hope you like this. We hope you were thoroughly. I hope you enjoyed bamboozled. this
1: wild episode, um, on April Fool's Day. Uh, but if there are other movies you want us to spoil, either you know horror or apparently otherwise,
0: <laughs> yeah, who's to say? You know, Alison. I mean, you have a real talent for this. I would definitely want you to be able to to flex your your abilities. Yeah. Well, we we'll, well. If there's a movie out there that ever is a should be a horror movie and isn't. Yeah, this is a good we'll example come. of like, there. I feel like there are a lot of movies where like the tone is so off, where it's like, yes. this is a comedy. And it's like, oh, but if you actually look what it is on paper, it's this horror. is a horror movie. Yes. So you so. could send that to ruined at theradiopoint.com and obviously follow us on Twitter yes. and Instagram. And we love you very much. Yes. And uh,
1: until next time and forever, please keep it spooky. Keep it spooky and don't keep it stupid. Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder. Recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest.